podcast as part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the 49ers Unrestricted Podcast. I'm Timmy Gibson here with my co-host, Daniel Bigelow. Daniel, you feeling rested after this bye week? Feeling so rested. Almost felt like it was hibernation time, but it's time to come out and be ready for Sunday football. The Niners are back. Yeah, no, it is It is time for the 49ers to come back. We've got a big, big game against the number two seed in the AFC, Jacksonville Jaguars. And Daniel, I just feel like this 49ers bye week, we talked about this a lot last week, but it could not have come at a better time. I'm really excited to see the Niners take the field again, hopefully get some new energy out there, hopefully some new energy on defense, which we'll, we'll dive into a bit. But how are you feeling? I just feel like this was... This was a very well-scheduled bye week for the 49ers after that three-week skid. Yeah, I, I wonder how many people around the NFL are looking at the Niners and them getting the bye week at this time and going, wow, we uh, we planned that one well or, like, lucky them. Because, um, obviously, if you if you didn't know, the, the bye weeks are scheduled. Teams don't get to just go, oh, we're going to take this one off. This is when we want it. But it felt like that's what the Niners did. It felt like they were like, oh, this is the week we want. We're going to take it off now. Um, that's not that's not how it works. But it came after, uh, well, they're still technically in a, a three-game losing streak. But it is perfect that, and that streak uh, continues through the bye week. The bye week doesn't stop that, of course. But it certainly allows them to pause and get momentum. And you know, bye weeks are great because if you make a trade, like, I don't know, say for a guy named Chase Young, you make a trade for him the week prior, and then he gets a whole extra week to prepare, to understand the Niners' defensive scheme, to to bond with the guys. I, I am excited. Um, a lot of the time when you see a guy get traded late in the week, you don't know if he's going to play week one or uh, his week one with the team, if, the, if that's the next Sunday. Like if I think Chase Young got traded on a Thursday, I want to say, and then if he was if we didn't have the bye I think week, it was he a, had a Tuesday. Sunday. I think oh, it was, was a Tuesday. It, Tuesday? The, the, it was the trade deadline day. I think, but yeah, agreed. It would not. It would have been very unlikely for him to get on the field had there been a game last Sunday. Like let's take Josh Dobbs as an example. Traded from the Cardinals to the Vikings, he wasn't going to start on Sunday. He definitely should have started over Jaron Hall, in my opinion, if he had time to prepare. But reports are coming out. He didn't even know some of his teammates' names. Of course he didn't. There's a lot of guys on a football team, and he didn't have enough time to learn everyone's name. He didn't know all the plays, but he still shined. It's like, can okay, you imagine, you can... though, being like, hey, man, great touchdown catch. I'm Josh, by the way. Like, yeah, I can't imagine your... that interaction. Like, dude, what an awesome name? game we just won. Josh, nice to meet you. Like, that's just so funny. And he killed it, man. So I love – I watched the, the full – Kevin O'Connell's speech in the locker room, giving him the game ball was cool. Um, the legend of Josh Dobbs just continues to grow, and now we're forced to ask the question, would the 49ers have won the Super Bowl had they had Josh Dobbs as the backup QB last year? And really 100%. the question is, how many points would we have won the Super Bowl by? Yeah. So 
as we've been saying, the bye week came at such a crucial time. It was awesome. Um, guys got an opportunity or extra time rather to get healthy. Debo, full participant in practice. He's good to go for Sunday. That is great that news. That is huge. Brock Purdy will now have his four-headed, if you count Brock, that's a five-headed. If you count Trent Williams, that's a six-headed monster. You're uh, not counting so, Juszczyk? Uh He's the entire body. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, he's the body and all the other guys are the heads. Yeah. Actually, that makes that's a pretty good analogy for a fullback. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, D- Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, McCaffrey, everybody's healthy except for Trent Williams did not practice yesterday. He is still questionable with his ankle, which he could still play Sunday and not practice all week, but I yeah. doubt it. I think the, they would like the to news, see him tested. The news we're seeing, though, um, from Kyle Shanahan's comments and press conferences is that this injury is worse than initially reported. Kyle Shanahan said something like, yeah, it's not a high ankle sprain, but with some of his injury history, like it's not a low ankle sprain either. And, you know, Trent Williams is going to get his body right. Like, I think we talked about this originally when he had the injury. He came out after that NFC Championship game against the Rams and said, I should not have played. My ankle was not healthy. I let the team down by playing. And I think that mentality is going to be what Trent Trent plays with going through this injury. And I think it's right. I mean, he's in his 30s. He's going to recover just a little slower. And he's obviously a a once-in-a-generation athlete. We, We want to get him healthy. I... I trust Trent Williams to know when he's to know when he's healthy and I would rather have him take a couple more weeks, be healthy for a stretch run and and into the playoffs than play this weekend. And I think the other reason I feel that way is Jalen Moore, who's been filling in at left tackle, hasn't been phenomenal but has not been bad. He's been doing a perfectly capable job and so it's obviously not the massive advantage we have when Trent is in and just he's going to nullify whoever is out there. But it is not as big of a downgrade as many teams starting left tackle would be. I mean, maybe it is a huge downgrade just because of the difference between Trent and all other left tackles, but yeah, Jalen Moore that. is not a bad backup tackle is what I'm saying. So I I want Trent to do what take however long it takes to make sure he's healthy in the playoffs, even if that means missing what's a pretty big game against the, the Jags this weekend. It's going to be... A pretty important game for the 49ers and a very good team with some very good pass rushers, which we'll get into after we kind of recap the bye. But I've been rambling for a long time. My point is I'm okay if Trent has to sit out another week or two to get that ankle right. Everything's a little uncertain, but he's definitely still out with an ankle injury. And the more we hear, the more it sounds like, hey, with some of the past ankle injuries he's had, this is getting a little more complicated. And when you're a big guy like that, I just have to imagine having your ankles right can be more complicated. I don't know, Daniel, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I absolutely, prior to number one, is getting a healthy Trent Williams uh, so we can have him down the stretch later in the season. We can win. I got to be honest. I don't have 100% confidence in saying we can win without him. We have done it, but it's very hard. Um, and I'm just I'm just realizing how crucial of a three-week stretch this has been. Game against the Bengals and then a bye week that meant a lot and then coming off and playing the Jags. And we were saying against the, uh, against the Bengals how important of a game this is. It's going to tell a lot about where the Niners are. Um. And I think this is almost a more important game. I feel like we've said that too many times already this season, and the Eagles has, haven't. The Eagles game hasn't even happened yet. Uh, that's going to be such a good game. Yes, if we can get right. And so, coming off of a tough 
loss to the Jack. Uh, to, gosh dang it, I keep mixing them up. To the Bengals, to the Joe Burrow Bengals, um, and then having a bye week with the things we've said. They got time to get healthy. They have extra time to get Chase Young caught up to speed, and amid a three-game losing streak and just getting a break to recalibrate is amazing. But then when, when they're not coming off the bye week for just some chump chump team like one of the teams playing tonight. I'm angry, fans, because the Bears and Panthers, two of the three worst teams in the NFL, are playing tonight on Thursday night primetime, and the Niners and Jags are playing at 10 a.m. on Sunday. No, don't be That's angry not about okay. that. Be angry that we are in the time of year where the NFL is allowed to flex who plays in Sunday night football to put a better game in, and they chose not to move this game when Sunday night football is Raiders-Jets. So that is actually, because like we can't, currently Thursday night football can't be flexed, and quite frankly, we want as much time as possible so that Trent might play. We don't want to play on Thursday, but we should have been flexed into that Sunday night game. That I don't understand at all. Yeah, it's a bummer. Even like a, a, even a better game is the the Ravens Browns. I'd rather see on Sunday night. Even like the Bengals Texans. I'd rather see on Sunday night right now. So that's actually a good um, a good game. Yeah. yeah so no, I I agree. The 10 a.m. time is a bummer, um, but it should be a really a really really good game. I feel like I have not like I I don't feel like I've watched the Jags very much. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars for any of our listeners who don't know what we're talking about there. But they've been a really, really good team this year. I feel like we haven't paid very much attention, but they're the number two seed in the AFC, and Doug Peterson's a phenomenal coach. Trevor Lawrence is, you know, the prince that was promised. He's a generational quarterback. The team's really good, and so it's a team we... It's the kind of team we should be beating if the 49ers are the team that we thought they were going into the season. But based on the past couple weeks, who knows if they're that team. Daniel, maybe we talk a little bit about some defensive strategy changes that the Niners are making coming out of the bye week and then kind of dive into the the Jags preview. Yeah, if you've paid any attention to some of the Niners news, you've already seen this, but we can share our thoughts and like what we think it means. Um, but again, it's only our thoughts because we, uh, we aren't in the Niners locker room, believe it or not. We don't get to hear all these things. We just listen to press conferences that were, that are become available to us. So, uh, Steve Wilkes, defensive coordinator for the Niners, has, and we, we talked about this, uh, I believe, last week, but um, there was controversy if he should be in the booth or not. Our last two defensive coordinators, Robert Sala and D'Amico Ryans, would be on the sideline, and that is where Steve Wilkes is now going to uh, call the game from, is from the sideline. He's moving from the booth to the sideline. I think most NFL teams, I don't actually know the true numbers on this but my thought is that normally each team has one or two what has one of the two coordinators watching from the booth um and that's just not going to be the Niners that's not going to we don't even have an offensive coordinator right now I'm now I'm puzzled thinking about it but uh, Steve Wilkes will be moving down from the booth to the sideline and so I'm curious to see what that does for them how does that you know, does he struggle with that, or is he going to do uh, okay with with the move? I, I would be kind of surprised if it was a challenge for him. Um, I don't really think it will be. I'm sure that he has done that at, at points of his career. I can tell you that he did from when he was um, a head coach. So I think he'll do just fine. Um, 
doing that. But any any thoughts for you, Timmy, of how that how that affect his his calling abilities? I think I have a, a couple different thoughts. I mean, I've I've mentioned before that I thought this would be a good move for for the 49ers to move to move Wilkes down to the sideline and I think because of that is cuz this team has played with so much energy. Just this team defense has always just played with so much physicality and that's what they've won with. Talent and energy and just being all over the field and I I mean Sala and D'Amico Ryans were hype guys. You know, they were hype men. They were energy on the sidelines. I mean, Robert Sala went viral every week for the energy he brought to the sidelines. And you have to wonder if that kind of energy brought the kind of energy and physicality the defense was able to play with. So moving Wilkes down to the sideline, I think, could help with that and maybe kind of help with the skid. However... I find it pretty concerning for two reasons. One, historically, Wilkes hasn't really done this. He's been a head coach. He was an, I think he was the head coach for the Cardinals for a bit. And he's been a, don't quote me on that. He's been a head coach and he's definitely been, he was obviously the interim head coach for the Panthers next year. Yes, he was the head coach for the Cardinals. That is, that is what I thought yeah. for the 2018 season. But what I, uh, what I'm, worried about is that he's never really called been a defensive coordinator from the sideline but I think obviously he's a he's a phenomenal football mind so having him down there should be really good what worries me the most is like this is not Steve Wilkes's decision it's been very clear that Kyle Shanahan told him to do this and when you're at a point of the season where the head coach especially an offensive head coach like Shanahan is telling the defensive coordinator hey you need to do this that is bad. I don't know. Like generally in a job when whoever your boss is gets more and more involved in telling you what to do, it doesn't always bode well for how you're doing in the job. And so that concerns me. And so it makes me wonder like if it wasn't midseason, would we be moving on? I don't want to fire Wilkes, mainly because I don't know how you bounce back from that in one season. Like I don't I don't feel like I've ever seen a successful like defensive coordinator gets fired and then the team wins a Super Bowl. Maybe I'm missing it, but I, I can't think of anything. Maybe like if you had a defensive head coach who could take over play calling duties, but obviously the Niners don't have that. Maybe John Lynch could come call the defense. <laughs> but it's That'd definitely just it's concerning to me that we've gotten to a point in the season where Shanahan felt the need to tell Wilkes he had to do this. Yeah. I I mean I agree, and then part of me is like, well, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about it. I don't even know kind of which way I, I sway. I do need to say, yes, believe me, I, I, I at least know somewhat of our coaching staff and we don't have an offensive coordinator. What I couldn't remember is what Anthony Lynn's type, uh, title truly was. So he's assistant head coach in offensive game plan. So he is he's the offensive coordinator without being the offensive coordinator. But I think Kyle still likes to have that uh, differentiated title so he can still call the offensive plays. Um, but I'm, I'm more so just curious to see how, how the change for Steve Wilkes goes. I would love to see an immediate change in the defense and give credit to that. I don't care where the, the credit goes for that. I just want to see a change in our defense because I, I truly believe that that has been the problem of this three-game losing streak because our defense is not playing at the caliber that not only that it normally does, but that it needs to. Like, it's pretty far off. Um, and it, not to... It's not all Bosa's fault for not getting enough sacks, but this team as a whole is not getting enough sacks, um, which 
I haven't looked at the numbers, but I would assume it means they're not getting enough pressure either. They're not stopping the run enough. And so if Steve Wilkes moving to the line is what moving to the sideline is what helps this change, then awesome. Good job. Good decision, Kyle. But I don't care what it is. I just want to see the change. And I want to see this defense be back to being the number one defense in the NFL because they absolutely have the personnel to do it. They have a better. This is not an arguable. They have a better personnel than they did when they had the best defense in the league. They now have Chase Young opposite side Nick Bosa. They've got Javon Hargrave next to Eric Armstead. That is the best defensive line in football. That's unreal. This We should be playing like it. We have Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw. I believe Dre will be healthy. Yes, he's not on the injury report. Um, but J- Drake Jackson is questionable, just to note. Um, but with Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw behind... Is it is it his health that's questionable well, or his ability? Well, it does just say questionable. It doesn't tell me an injury designation so maybe based on the fact that we traded for coach for chase young i think the coaches might uh think his ability is a little I, questionable too which is a bummer because he had a great yeah there's absolutely the time year, for him to make up for it but sense. the niners are not in a position where they can give him time to figure it out and succeed they need it now and so he's going to sit behind nick bosa and yeah. chase young and he's going to learn from them um and if yeah we don't need to go on a on a Drake Jackson rant, but the reason the 49ers traded for Chase Young is because Drake Jackson has not been what they thought what they wanted. And I could argue Clellan Farrell either, but maybe I assume expectations were higher for Drake Jackson than they were Clellan Farrell. So Yeah, absolutely. But behind that incredible front seven, there's Traverius Ward, Diamador Lenore, Isaiah Oliver, and even Samuel Womack is now back from injured reserve. Hufunga and Tashawn Gibson. It's a good enough secondary, and they've been—they've actually been arguably better than the front seven so far. So, if if our defense doesn't turn it around this week, I'm extremely worried for the defense. I would—I don't like being a. I would—I would blame on—I would put the blame on Steve Wilkes and maybe say, "Hey, you're you're a half and done with the Niners." Because if they go from having the best defense under Robert Sala and Demeca Ryans to then getting better players like Javon Hargrave and Chase Young and they're worse, I blame Steve Wilkes. And it's time to go if that's the case. Yeah, I mean, that's why, like, I think you asked me a couple weeks ago, I said, like, the 49ers should think about firing Steve Wilkes. And you were like, why? And I was like, because we've gotten more talented on defense and worse. And there's only one other thing that's changed. And so I don't know that much about football schemes. I don't know that much about defensive schemes, but I think that's a pretty valid case. We brought in way better players, we brought in a different coach, and we got worse. So I don't know. I believe in Wilkes. I think he's a great coach. I was excited when we got Wilkes. But if he does not turn it around, he will certainly not be the 49ers defensive coordinator next year. And if we keep lo- if the defense plays like it did in that three-week skid, Maybe Johnny Holland is coaching the defense oh by the end of the year. Who knows? Anything else you want to note before we get into next week against the Jags? No, other than I'm excited to have 49ers football back, and I just, I'm just i really excited that we get to come out of this bye week a lot healthier than we've been the every other year of this Shanahan-Lynch-Niners run. Like We have not been this healthy 
Like the only major injury is Trent, and it's not like a season-ending one. Like we are very, very lucky to have the level of health we have halfway through the season. So just want to make sure we remember. Let me go that. through a couple of the Jaguars injuries real quick uh, before we give thoughts on the game. No real notable, no real notable names that I can think of. Um, their newly acquired guard from the Vikings, Ezra Cleveland, was questionable on October thirty-first, uh, the day he was traded. Uh, and there's no other report, so I assume with the bye week he was able to get healthy or healthier. Um, Zay Jones. Ezra Cleveland was a guy, too. We were really hoping the Niners would bring in, but instead yeah, the Yeah, I was more so him. hoping for a right tackle, but Ezra was <clears throat> definitely being pushed to be traded from the Vikings, so I definitely would have liked that. Um, Zay Jones was a limited participant in practice on Wednesday. Um He's been dealing with injuries weeks in and week out for the Jaguars. He's their number three receiver behind Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley. Um, and he actually, I mean, he, he's a he's a pretty dang good third receiver on a team, so I wouldn't be upset if he was out. Uh, Yasir Abdullah, their linebacker that I've never heard of, is questionable. Safety Andre Sisko that I don't think I've heard of was limited on Wednesday. And then cornerback i believe he's out of georgia uh two years ago maybe this is his third year tyson campbell is questionable with a hamstring so no real no injuries that other than maybe zay jones that we should really worry about for the jaguars so other guys that they have that are healthy that we want to note about um know about and make notes about is quarterback trevor lawrence he's good uh Running back Travis Etienne, he's really good and is getting is getting an incredible amount of touchdowns. Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk are two pretty good receivers. Uh, Christian Kirk, especially, um, Calvin Ridley started off the year well and kind of kind of seems like he's been a ghost. So I'm not quite sure what his deal is there. I know the Niners absolutely need to watch out for him. Um, but, I mean, if you see the Jaguars score, it's going to be Travis Etienne or Christian Kirk almost every time, in, in my opinion. Um, on defense, they got some younger guys like Travon Walker, former first-round pick, and then uh, edge rusher Josh Allen, who is just a monster. And then, Timmy, did you know this is a revenge game? We love our revenge games. Um, the 49ers taking revenge on Trent Baalke for destroying their franchise. Uh, another revenge game. Another revenge E on the Jaguars roster. Shoot. Oh, technically this, there's two. I don't. There's Who two. Who are we revenging? The first one I was going to say, well, Who's he's revenging? not actually going to get to play because it's backup quarterback CJ Beathard. He is still oh, Trevor yeah, Lawrence's CJ. backup. And then their f- do you remember that there was a time where like we thought CJ yeah, Beathard was the future? I, I vividly do, and I I think I bought into it for a week or something, and then he threw a few picks, and I was like, nope, I'm out. Um, the other guy, yeah, no, that we, we I don't know there. if we'll see play. Maybe he's their special teams guy. Let me look, and nope, not the special teams guy either. Is number four running back on their depth chart? Any guesses? Number four quarterback uh, running back or on their depth chart. Carlos No Hines goodness. Still, no, he? that man is long gone of retired. This one is 
Jemichael no, no, Hasty. I'm not sure. Oh, special teams superstar. He's not even their special Hastie, teams, guys. Jamal Agnew. How oh, is he not? I mean, no, but Hasty was a good. He was a good like. No, I know, but I'm saying like for us, teams, he's not. He? Or uh, for uh, for them, he's not even on their return. He could. He's probably a good gunner as well, but he's not. Oh, even, really? He's not even in the second depth chart for their return. So just That's just awesome. thought it'd be fun to to give him some some shout outs there, but. Um, I talked about it briefly already that this is another big game. You talked about how the second in the AFC, that's, that's bonkers. I mean, not only are they winning their division, but they have, they're tied for the third best record in the A. Oh, sorry. Second best record in the AFC. Um, the chiefs are seven and two along with the Ravens. And then the Jaguars are six and two, and they are the only six and two team in the AFC. Dolphins are six and three. Um, so the Jaguars are killing it, and they're on a five-game win streak. And the Jaguars are also coming off of a bye week. They had the same bye week as the Niners, so they're well. Dang, that's tough for the Niners. They played the Bengals coming off of a bye week, then they get their own, and now they're playing another team coming off of their bye week. Um. Daniel, how about this is tough for the Jaguars? They have to play the San Francisco 49ers coming off of their bye week. Yeah, Don't forget with the that. Chase Young included. Yeah, I was going to say, and add in Chase Young being there. It's an awesome... Uh, so... It's an awesome... I don't know. This doesn't, I'd be terrified to have to this play This doesn't count situation. as our bold prediction, but how many sacks... Would you like the Niners team as a whole to get on the Jaguars? For reference, 25. For reference, in week eight, when the Jaguars played the Steelers, Trevor Lawrence was sacked three times. And I say the Steelers, one, because that's the most recent game, but because the Steelers have a pretty good defense and guys like, I don't know, TJ Watt. So. TJ Watt, I haven't heard of him. Is he the second best defensive player uh, in the NFL? Second best in his family. <laughs> don't I, don't ever tell me that TJ is better one. than JJ. Um, but I think probably four or five sacks feels reasonable. I I do expect if even if Chase Young plays just kind of as a rotational piece, I think he's really going to bring some energy. He's clearly happy to be out of Washington. Happy to be back with his boy Nick Bosa. Did you hear Bosa stayed in the Bay Area all week to get I Chase did. Young up to speed on the 49ers defense? Those guys yeah. are great friends. They played together at Ohio State. I think he's going to bring energy to Bosa, and that's going to bring energy to Hargrave, to think- Armstead. I'm just really excited to watch... I think this D line is going to come out with a with a fire they haven't had all year, and obviously Fred Warner is going to bring the heat. So I think this defense you is don't think going to Chase be Young's actually going to just be there, um, like rotationally, right? I think he's going to be playing the full game. I think with this bye week and him having this time to learn, I think he's in there just as much. Maybe. I, I hope so, but it wouldn't shock me if they if they give him a, a little like some fewer snaps just to to wait for for Bosa to to wait for yeah. him to get up to speed opposite Bosa. But you're right, he might he might get the full as an edge rusher, you know, those guys do tend to get up to speed quicker. And I mean if that defensive line steps up, just the entire the 49ers defense flows from the D line playing well. If your edge rushers are playing well, you set the edge. You can't run. You have to run up the middle, right into Hardgrave. 
quarterback's getting hit quick. He gets the ball out faster. Let's your linebackers disrupt plays more. Your corners play better. Like if the D line starts playing the way it should be playing, this in this is a different team. It's a different yeah. defense. So definitely uh, a good like if it, this it all for the entire time under Shanahan and Lynch, the defense has come back to the D line, and if the Chase Young trade fixes that. Watch out, NFL. Um, I'm looking at the Jaguars' offensive line. I recognize three of these names. Cam Robinson is their left tackle. I think they really like him, but I also think that he's, I think throughout the last few seasons, he's been sus at some points, and they've thought about replacing him. Uh, I don't know. Left guard, Walker Little. Center, Luke Fortner. But I do know right guard, Brandon Scherf, who's very good. He's up there in age, but he's good. And then I believe rookie Anton Harrison from, is it Georgia? Oklahoma, excuse me. I thought he was a rookie just this last year that the Jaguars got. He's at right tackle. So if he is the rookie I'm thinking of, he is going to be dealing with – if he's right tackle, he's dealing with Bosa. So we'll see We'll see how he handles him. Uh, Cam Robinson's going to have some fun or not, not so fun with, with Chase Young. And then Javon Hargrave and, and Eric Armstead, I expect to see them get some sacks as well. Because I expect there to be some large focus out on the sides to the the I almost said the Bosa Bros <laughs> the the Bosa and the Young, um, and so I expect Armstead and Hargrave to break through the middle if they're giving them any room to break through. So, um, I think we should go with Chase Bosa because that sounds like the third Bosa Brothers <laughs> name. Oh, I'm just gonna make Chase an adopted part of the Bosa Brothers. You're in. Yeah, Chase Bosa. No, that's what I'm calling them, Chase Bosa, because that works. That's like a good name for the duo, but it also sounds like Nick Bosa's younger brother. Sure does. Brother. Um, any other notes? Should we end with some bold predictions? What do we What do we think here? Oh, let's end with some bold predictions. Ours, goodness, the ones. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at ours from, I believe it's the Bengals game. You said three or more sacks. From the Niners, I'm looking up. I did. I did. I, I did. Can pr- pretty confident tell you we didn't get three or more sacks, but no. Uh, Joe Burrow was sacked I've three got times. A, I've got my bold prediction okay. ready. You're saying Trevor Lawrence. That, oh, was, that your was your prediction, prediction last week, week is three or more or sacks, and they did sack Joe Burrow three times. This was my bold prediction. I there predicted Hufunga interception. Nope. I predicted Nick Bosa no. sack. Uh, half a sack, and I predicted a 45 quarterback rating, no interceptions, multiple touchdowns for Brock Purdy. Now, he had a 94 quarterback rating. He had two interceptions and one touchdown. So I was not complete with the majority of my bold prediction. Timmy, what is yours? All right, I'm gonna do a little bit of a. I'm gonna do a sack I, I, parlay. Can I just tell you? Ready? I already Here's typed in prediction. Chase Young sack because I knew that would be part of yours. No, but this is we're we're going with a little. Like maybe you could see if you see if you can bet this parlay. Yeah. See what kind of odds you can get if you're in a state where that's legal. All right, I'm saying Chase Young gets a sack. I'm saying Nick Bosa gets a sack, and I'm saying Javon Hargrave gets a sack. I'm saying this D line is back and the stars are gonna feast against. Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars on Sunday. I love that. I would I would be way happy if that was if that was what actually comes to be true. 
I'm going to go with... Yeah. And if you bet it and win, I take donations. I'm going to say... I want to get a party, a party prediction here. I'm, I'm going to say Brock Purdy throws for three touchdowns, one interception. And I'm going to say okay. one of these, one of them is a, a welcome back Debo touchdown. Okay. And I feel so ridiculous. Like I'm not going to predict a Christian McCaffrey touchdown as that is fact as the last 17 weeks have shown us. So I'm not going to... Death, taxes, and Christian McCaffrey scoring Um, touchdowns. It's going to be a Debo and a Kittle touchdown. Is going to be two of his three touchdowns. And obviously, there will be a receiving and a running back carry touchdown. That's a a fun way to say it. A running back carry touchdown. There will be two touchdowns to CMC, one receiving, one rushing. Whoa, well, that's you're really fact. going all in. I do think we didn't talk about this. We should your prediction made me made me say we should conclude with one thing, which is Brock Purdy has yep. been playing well. Um he's been getting some criticism, he threw some picks. He's playing well. He made some mistakes. He's also on like his what 13th, 14th start still. He played well. He went shot for shot with both Bosa and he went shot for shot with both Bosa, uh, not Bosa, with both Burrow yeah. and Kirk Cousins. He has been playing a good game, and I just I don't want people to to miss that that Purdy has been playing well despite kind of what on the surface looks like struggles. He's been he's been playing good football, and so I think Absolutely. we need to remember that. Absolutely. Well, Daniel, any any kind of parting thoughts for the listeners? Get excited to watch the 49ers again on on Sunday. Get excited that they're a little healthier and let's get excited for this run down the stretch and into yeah. the postseason. Uh these 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 boys are excited off of their bye week, so we better be just just as excited as they are for part 2 of the season. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, as always, thanks for tuning in everybody and uh stay safe out there. <laughs>